0: Coming to you from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Quinn Spin! Hey now! And welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of... The Quinn Spin. I'm your host, right. The Quinn, as I'm known on the program, and I'm back here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. For the official podcast of ECM Collective, I almost screwed that up again and said Underground Music Collective, but we're not that anymore officially as of this past Monday, October 2nd. We Woo-hoo. are ECM Collective. We have evolved like the beautiful Pokemon that we are. <laughs> anyway, you just heard Revel 9's All I've Become, our opening theme song here at The Quinn Spin since the great year 2014. And it will be until the very end of days. And we are sponsored only in my dreams by Liquid Death, Murder Your Thirst. And I am joined for the fourth time for the record breaking fourth guest appearance by the one and only Aaron McClennon. Aaron, thanks for coming on again.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I, it's it's my honor and congratulations on being the most frequent guest to the Quinn Spin in our 10 plus year history.
1: Yeah, I. I... I'm kind of shocked that it's me.
0: <laughs> well, we've done a lot in a short period have, of time. We yeah. have. Yeah. Since,
1: well, since 2019, I think, was when we met.
0: Yeah. And then you came on in 2020 or 2021. I don't remember which.
1: It was in person. My first interview was in It was, was in, person, in person. So it was probably so 21. It must have been. It might have been the end of 2019.
0: Oh, maybe. Or yeah. maybe
1: it was the beginning of 2020.
0: Yeah. I'll have to go back. Uh, you know, I'll get the research team on that. But Yeah. So, so it was then. And then you and Katie Thompson came on to talk about music on the move. Yes. And then you and the whole March showcase lineup came on this past March. And now we're back to talk about the October showcase. Yeah. But before we do that, I'm going to ask you the three standard questions with a twist. Those three questions, as you know by now, are, who are you, what are your passions, and why on earth would you come back to this show so many times?
1: (laughs) My name is Erin McClendon. I am a country singer-songwriter, and I am also the owner of Music On The Move Studios, which is a company that, and you coined it best when you said it was a musical ecosystem, and it is, We have a bunch of projects. We have, obviously, the showcase that you Mm -hmm. were just talking about, which is an all-female showcase, all-female lineup, pop-up shops, and house band, the Hellcats. Um, We have, obviously, Paradox Shootbox, a podcast, which you've been on, Mm -hmm. um, which Katie heads up, my business partner. And then we also have a virtual music education studio. And as of last year, we have a blog. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot.
0: There's a lot going on. There is. At all times.
1: But, But the purpose of it is to create... The reason I started music on the Move stu- uh as a showcase back in 2019, mm-hmm. which I can't believe, it's been almost 5 years. You got a
0: 5-year anniversary next year coming up. Yeah. Yeah. January. January. S- so it's soon. Yeah, <laughs> coming <laughs> up very wild. soon.
1: Um but, you know, uh the reason I started it is because I I joked that it was an accident and it was. But After the first one, I was like, oh, I really enjoy doing this. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy creating space for women and creating opportunities for women like me who don't necessarily have the opportunities. Like they don't know where to go other than writer's rounds Mm -hmm. and they don't know where the community is, you know. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to create a community.
0: And you've done that. And the community continues to grow. It does. And I'm excited to touch on a lot of that growth here on this episode. Even from March to now, like so much has happened. And oh my God. Just to kind of get out in front of it here, October tenth, which is next Tuesday mm-hmm. as of this uh premiere date, is the perhaps biggest showcase yet for Music on the Move at Third and Lindsley here in town.
1: It's true. It's true. This is we've put Uh, Not that I don't put a lot of effort into every single showcase, but the pieces have fallen into place this time. Mm -hmm. And we've partnered with some incredible companies. Um, I think Change the Conversation was the first one, and everything else snowballed from there. And Change the Conversation is this awesome organization headed by Leslie Fram of CNT, Mm -hmm. Tracy Gershon, the publisher, and Beverly Beverly Keel, who is the dean of students at MTSU. So that's three really powerful women.
0: Mm -hmm. Heavy hitters. Um,
1: And they started to change the conversation because of Tomato Gate Mm -hmm. back in 2014.
0: 2014. I believe
1: it was either 2014 or 2016. It was an even year. Mm -hmm. But um, a radio programmer said, I think it was either a DJ or the program director, said, in country music, people don't want to hear women. If country music were a salad, like the men are the lettuce and the women are the tomatoes. Not everybody likes them, so you don't necessarily need them.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which I believe we've talked about this on a previous appearance, too. And how country radio in general has been very skewed heavily in the direction of men, and particularly white men, Mm -hmm. singing about trucks and beer for the longest time. And so there's a lot of change happening within that ecosystem right now. Still a lot of work to do. Yeah. You know, as I think we've addressed on... Each appearance and what Music on the Move is here to do is to help create that equity and yeah. help give women an opportunity, not just in music, but women entrepreneurs. You yeah. know, you have the pop-up shops as well and really create this community that goes beyond the showcase and lasts throughout the rest of the year.
1: Yeah. And it's it's just so fun to watch, you know, like I hosted and I perform because I am first and foremost a performer and a singer. I was joking with, um, one of my friends who was helping me with a Facebook ad (laughs) I just I ask everybody for help Uh, and I said I'm sorry but I'm I'm a singer songwriter my expertise is singing teaching singing and performing and that's where it stops like I'm I'm not like I I can learn a new skill but it's not what I want to do with my time right but um change the conversation uh to go back to that they're an organization that fights for equity not just uh in payment, but in plays Mm. and in opportunities for women. And so I thought it was just like a perfect marriage of our little company and their big companies. Um, and I'm just so excited that they agreed to help us promote this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Incredible, incredible organization doing incredible work for female artists, you know, again, creating that equity and there's something to be said there too, for, finding those partners who are moving in a similar direction to you and joining forces Mm -hmm. we're only as strong as we are together Mm -hmm. like and that's something i think we've both learned a long time ago is like you can only get so far by yourself, you know, yeah. music on the move as its own entity can only get so far by itself. ECM, the Quinn spin, whatever I'm doing, like <laughs> all the, you know, that one thing, whatever thing we're focusing on at the time, like can only get so far if you're not bringing different voices in the mix, different ideas in. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and so what this does is it gives you that it brings in those different ideas, those different voices, and you get to figure out how to build together and in the process, you know, since Change the Conversation came on, you've had other partners come on, media mm-hmm. partners and the like. So this is becoming a pretty big deal here in town, you know, especially this time around here at Thern Lindsley Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and also to to clarify, uh, Music on the Move as a showcase is a full band showcase. It's not a writer's round, mm-hmm. which a lot of people have been asking me, when's your next writer's round? And I'm like, I don't do, I don't put on writer's rounds. Right, I put on a, a show because i love to put on a show i was a theater kid
0: yeah yeah you need all the bells and whistles
1: i don't know if you've noticed but i kind of love drama so (laughs) (laughs) not in the bad sense but i love dramatics
0: so is there going to be a grand finale
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's always a grand finale it's called when god made a woman Mm
0: -hmm, that's right
1: uh but no confetti cannons this time we did have one on one show because uh it was when we did uh one of the marathon shows i think you were there yeah Um, but Casey Ray, the production manager at Marathon, came up to me and was like, hey, um, there's a wedding coming up and they wanted to use these confetti cannons for mm-hmm. a picture. And they're like the little handheld ones. He goes, do you want to use this? And I was like, yes. <laughs> he goes, I need to test it and see what it does. Do you want to use it? I was like, "Absolutely, freaking <laughs> lootly <laughs> Always. I will always hold a confetti cannon and test it out during my show. Please. Um, but it was super fun. <laughs> Hopefully, I get another confetti cannon for this one, but that has to get cleared with 3rd and Lindsley first, so probably
0: not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go through the proper channels. Yeah. But there's still, you know, there's always hope. The, yeah. <laughs> that one day, the confetti cannon will make it. through. There will definitely
1: be sparkles. I can guarantee sparkles.
0: Of course. So. Always sparkles. Always. Always. <laughs> and so... You have brought in a lot of different partners into the mix. Of course, Lightning 100, you know, Third Lensley themselves are doing you know a wonderful job, you know, helping us promote in the lead up to this. And it truly has become this community effort. And when you first started it, you know, to now, like, how have you seen that community involvement grow? How have you seen the buy-in from other organizations, other artists, the the women who own the pop-up shops? Like, how have you seen those forces combine in a more cohesive way over time?
1: You know, it's fun uh, because everybody knows that Nashville is a small town. The longer you live here, the more you run into the exact same people. And so the golden rule is the golden rule. Treat others as you would like to be treated. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can't piss anybody off.
0: Right. (laughs) You can't.
1: But especially when you go into such a niche market as being a woman in the music industry, which it is a niche market, Um, as many of us as there are just – Those of us who are fighting, Mm
0: -hmm. we're trying
1: to grow that market. We're trying to grow that community. And it's interesting to me, the more I do this and the more I get involved in other organizations like Change the Conversation, like uh, Women in Music Nashville, uh, which is a networking group, like um, Women in Music Business, which are two different organizations, but we work together all the time. (laughs) Um, Like all these different organizations, you start to see the same people. And with Music on the Move, I've started to see the same people in other aspects, like um, if I go to like a, a market, like mm-hmm. a it's basically pop up shop market, like I do, but on a bigger scale, like yeah. the Goddess Market in East Nashville, mm-hmm. um, or like you see a lot of the vendors work together. Or uh, Mary Jennings, who is one of our uh, vendors for the next one, she does no sass creation. She creates bolos. Mm-hmm. She started. <laughs> why o no bingo night which yeah. is once a month you get to go uh play bingo drink wine and hang out with a bunch of people and it's always people I know and there's new people always coming into the fold it is invite only sorry guys um but <laughs> but it's interesting just to kind of like I'll see like my Hellcats playing for other people that I already know, Mm -hmm. um, or they'll get an opportunity because somebody else within the fold gave them that opportunity. Um, And it's just like, it's, it's another networking event, but it's just like, it's snowballing. Is that making, am I making sense? It does. It
0: totally makes sense because, you know, I'm noticing that too within what's now the ECM ecosystem. Right. And like, So many of us who have now been here for years, you know, who, you know, we're just launching our platforms maybe a few years ago or finding our footing with our platforms a few years ago are now like we've had we've all each like each of us individually, you know, and as an organization individually, like we've had our like trials and errors. You know what I mean? And we've had our chances to find out what works and what doesn't, what's aligned and what's not you know, the types of people that gravitate toward a platform, the types of people who don't, right? And so I'm I'm finding like within our ecosystem, like a more cohesive community working together on more things, you know, Mm -hmm. and that lends itself to now what we're doing with ECM because like it's, you know, obviously music's a very central part of what we're doing, but it's also like the greater world of entrepreneurship and the creative hustle right Mm -hmm. and how all of those things feed each other and over time you do find those people and to your point nashville is a very small town you know in that respect especially once you've been here a while but the truth is it's a small world you know and technology (laughs) sorry (laughs) Technology's made it a small world to where like you know you can connect with people in other markets and then when you're in that market like you've got a project already lined up with them you know what i mean and so you know, it's, I think to your point, like you can't piss people off. You've got to be a good citizen wherever you are and not just where you are physically, but like in whatever spaces that you're occupying, because if you're not, that is going to get around. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you want, especially in this globalized creator economy is a reputation of being difficult to work with, a reputation of not being a good citizen for whatever reason. And that's something like your relationships are so, so, so important. Mm -hmm. And if, you don't manage those relationships. If you don't do your part to help them grow, if you don't manage your own reputation, that's going to cause some problems for you at some point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is honestly like even in the early days of me being in Nashville, I, so I went to Belmont university and my first internship, uh, I watched somebody's career just kind of go right in front of me. And it was somebody that I knew and it was all because they had pissed off this one person who had more pull than they thought they did. Mm-hmm. And it was just insane to me to just watch that happen. And I don't, I wasn't particularly close with this person, mm-hmm. but just watching it and being like, Oh, that's how this goes down. Yeah. Cool. I do not agree with what that person did, mm-hmm. <laughs> but right. like the, what they did was wrong. Right. Um, and so I understand how it went down the way it went down. But it's right. like, how, do, how did you think you were going to get away with that? Right. Exactly. Um, and the, it just so happened that like they, I'm trying to say it vaguely, but what happened was this person I think was doing a project with either a videographer or it was they were recording a song and they never paid for it. Mm. And this person ended up working with one of my coworkers as an intern. But then uh, my this guy that she was working for, Uh, sent out an email being like, here's my new intern. Turns out that producer was one of this guy's clients. Ah. And he goes, "Uh, just to let you know, this is what happened. If you're working with her, we can't work together. And so he fired the intern.
0: Yeah. And it's that easy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then she tried to get another internship and it was already too late, but like word had already gotten around. Um, And I don't, I don't think she's even in Nashville anymore.
0: Right. And that's the thing. Like those things, especially early on could be the kiss of death. Yeah. And it's,
1: it's just, it was just like a shock to my system to watch it go down so fast.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's just like, it, that's not to say you can't be redeemed. Right. There right. there was nothing wrong with this person. They were an inherently a nice person. Right. They just screwed up. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's just, like I said, like in this community, we're all here to support each other. And mm-hmm. one of the things, like you said, about content and about... um technology is one of the things I've noticed is, as much as people hate phone calls, Mm -hmm. I far prefer a phone call to an email or a text trying to like communicate something or when I'm, especially when I'm first getting to know somebody.
0: Same, conversations. Uh, Just
1: because they can hear my tone of voice, they Mm -hmm. can hear like what I'm asking, uh, or they they can just like hear the inflection. Mm Rather than me and sending an email trying not to put in too many exclamation points, <laughs> but also trying to find the balance of how many exclamation points, how many periods, is this even proper grammar? I don't know.
0: Right, right.
1: Uh. Yeah. And you don't want to
0: come off as standoffish and the context gets lost in text so often. Yeah. You know, especially in the beginning, it's important to just have those face to face or phone ca- conversations. The
1: amount of times. And this is, is especially true for women. Um, I've sent off just like a yes or a no or an OK. Mm-hmm. And then a few hours later, I will respond being like, hey, sorry for the short answer. This is what I was doing at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then most people will be like, I didn't think anything of it. But like, people have said that back to me and I'm like, I don't think anything of it. You don't have to send me a detailed explanation as to what you were doing when you were responding to my text. Um, I am understanding. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like so many people feel like they have to do that because it doesn't come across, you know, mm-hmm. unless there's like an emoji yeah. or some form of exclamation point mm-hmm. or right. punctuation.
0: Yeah. And I think too, like you, part of that culture of, you know, how quickly everything can go away, you know, does ha- keep you on edge. Right. You don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to do the wrong thing. I also think there's a darker side to that, too, where, like, somebody could essentially blackball somebody for the wrong reasons as well. And
1: misinterpret it. Yeah. 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 And it's just, it's so, like, and and I'm trying to, like, get back to the main point here, because I yeah. feel like we could talk about this just for the whole episode. The show
0: goes where, it's, where it goes. It's Mr. Toad's Wild Ride.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love That used to be my favorite ride. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turned into Winnie the Pooh. And it's still my favorite ride. So, I'm a Disney kid, guys. Just don't let the all-black flute fool you. I don't
0: think we've ever covered that on an episode before. The fact that I'm a Disney kid? No, we definitely have. Oh. (laughs) I I feel
1: like I've talked about it every time I've been here. Sarcasm. (laughs) It's a gift. And the importance of a phone call
0: is...
1: (laughs) So that your inflections can be understood, but apparently it just went right over my head that time. Um, But what I was trying to say is just... The, the importance of the community and knowing that you're all there because you want to build each other up, not because you're competing. Mm-hmm. It's just, it. it's kind of like a, ah, okay. Yeah. It's it's relaxing. Yeah. And, and to an extent. We were talking about stress earlier. Yeah. But-
0: <laughs> well, well, the rising tide does raise all votes. And the more people that you have, like, within your community, the more people, the, the more steady hands that you have, like the less that you have to take on yourself. And, yeah. you know, as somebody who has struggled to delegate throughout the course of my 10 plus year existence as an independent creative, like I am really now finally like coming around to the idea that delegation is a good thing and I need it. Like we're, we have these community leaders, you know, that we've lined up, you know, that are going to help carry a lot of that load, you know, as far as like the events and that kind of thing. And it allows me to focus on the big picture that if you're doing everything yourself, you never get to focus on mm-hmm. and you never get to build. And so by building your community, like you have those people that you can rely on. You have those vendors that have come back time and again, like Mary, like Rock and Boho, who like they're this there. This is one of their shirts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rock and Boho is really cool. And they're going to be there on the. They tent. are going to be there. Yeah, so Rock
1: and Boho is going to be there. No Sass is going to be there. I have two more that are. Uh, pending, mm-hmm. so I'm excited to see if they'll come on. Um, and there are two new ones, yeah. So that would be really exciting, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's fun to see this community grow, not just like as musicians, but also as entrepreneurs, because mm-hmm. we can all help each other out. Yeah. And Lord knows, I am a, a frequent customer of all of the vendors we've ever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> had. Which is important, you know, supporting the people in your network, you know, more than just the pat on the back, more than just a social media share, but like, how Mm -hmm. can we help each other win? How can I support you? How can I buy your product? That kind of thing, you know, and because we are all on our own creative hustle, we are all entrepreneurs, you know, musicians, especially in this day and age are not just musicians. They're Mm -hmm. doing everything to build a platform. Mm -hmm. You know, music is just a vehicle by which they do that, you know, and so it's the same thing, you know, you go, you shop at these vendors, you know, comes back around, they might buy some of your merch or they might buy a ticket to a show that they're not already a vendor at, you know, mm-hmm. like it all comes back around. And the more you create that ecosystem, you create an economy, mm-hmm. you know, and eventually you, the idea would be to build that up big enough to where it's self-sustaining mm-hmm. and it doesn't lean necessarily on the traditional industry or a tastemaker to make it go. Like you've got your own thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's, it's honestly it's, it's really fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun to watch. I mean, like you said, you know, we've known each other since 2019 and just like seeing it from that point, you know, and now being involved too. full disclosure, you know, in, you know, helping make this thing go, you know, like it's, it just does, like it seems to get bigger every time. And I think, you know, focusing on the content last year has helped build community in the time between showcases and mm-hmm. helped, you know, keep people engaged and active and aware of what's going on. So now we're getting more artists applying to the showcase, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting like those showcase applications time, you know, as the guy who monitors the site you know, <laughs> metrics, like those are boom periods for us. Yeah. And that's where like, it's an opportunity to, to like, you know, get the messaging out that we need to get out there you yeah. know, while we have that audience.
1: And I, I, I just want to take a second when it is showcase application time, we only have four slots to fill and we usually have anywhere from 40 to 60. Mm. people apply and i i always feel bad i always feel bad because i do listen to every single submission Mm -hmm. um and i'll tell a funny story about not this time but the time before um about how it screwed up my spotify for a week (laughs) 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 um (laughs) i'll get to that in a second but um it has nothing to do with your level of talent Uh, there's so many talented people Mm -hmm. in Nashville and there are people who apply more than once and they still don't get picked. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I don't like their music. It has to do with who the four best people are together. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. It's like, I think these, it's a puzzle. Right. You know, I think this would make a great lineup. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when you go to Bonnaroo and it's like, Oh, we're going to see Lizzo and the Foo Fighters. Well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If you listen to both of their music next to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, or it, it just, it has to make sense, even though they aren't all the same genre.
0: Yeah, there's a sense of curation yeah. and a sense of flow that has yeah. to be there. Otherwise, it's just you're slapping acts ax on a bill. Right, exactly.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. And then you don't get people who want to come back. Exactly. So to everybody that's applied, thank you. I really appreciate you. You're all incredibly talented. And I know this sounds like a made-up uh, response. But like please don't stop applying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> please. Eventually, you will get your spot um hopefully as long as i can keep doing this
0: right (laughs) and hopefully
1: like i my dream is to make this like a one-day festival mm -hmm. where it's just like a bunch of people and a bunch of stages but that's in the future um what were we talking about before that
0: the spotify thing the
1: spotify thing oh my god
0: i was waiting i was waiting
1: for. (laughs) thank you so i don't know what was happening in that span of time, but like, I really wanted to reach out to a lot of people and be like, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Because so many songs were so sad. Just like everybody collectively got dumped at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's all I was hearing about.
0: Everyone wrote their sad girl song. Oh my God.
1: (laughs) And literally my Spotify for a week made for you, sad girl songs for a week or like moody playlist. In my feels, and I'm just like, oh my god, I had to like stop listening to Spotify for a minute <laughs> <laughs> and just like get back and l- let it reset. It was wild, mm-hmm. it was so funny.
0: Everybody just needed a great big hug. You they know?
1: did, they did. I mean, they weren't bad songs, but I was just like, is everyone okay? <laughs> I would have to like take a break from listening to Submission, and I have to take a break normally, but like. Every five artists, Gerard would get a text from me and I'd be like, good
0: God. What is going on with these people? Why
1: are they sad? (laughs) You even got a picture. I was like, look, this is my Spotify. Yep,
0: yep. Of all all, all the things you just named, like all the different playlists, like the algorithmic. Like it was. It was an ongoing thing for weeks. And I remember getting that text of like. Yeah. Well, it was. It was. You know, it was going into the dark. You know, season two, winter, and all that. Yeah. You know, when the March showcase submissions were going down, and so everyone's releasing their moodier songs, their winter songs, their sad yeah. songs.
1: Yeah. It was like December.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like the dead of winter, pretty much. And like you know the music's fit in the mood. Oh
1: my god. Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> because it's either that or Christmas <laughs> songs, and you know. You know, the showcase. And I'm somebody
1: like I need happy songs and I need sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, other like seasonal depression is real. It
0: is. It is.
1: It's so, especially here and especially in the month of February. Oh my god. February's
0: the worst month on the calendar. Can October's
1: just- the best one. In Nashville, in terms of weather.
0: what? Yeah, October weather is really solid. February sucks. Fe- February, it's just like 45 degrees and rainy for the entire month. The whole month? And just in general, February just sucks. Like it's not Febu- even
1: 45, it's like 30-something. Yeah. So well, then it freezes.
0: Yeah, it freezes overnight.
1: Yeah, and yeah. then nobody knows how to drive.
0: Nope. No, and that's when the roads are dry and it's 75 degrees. Like, forget it if it's raining like it is today. like. You know, you had an adventure coming over here.
1: I did. I did. All right, back on track. Sorry. Yeah. Tw-
0: live action, Twisted Metal, every single day in Nashville. If you remember that video game, leave a comment. Uh, so let's talk about challenges, you know, because obviously, you know, the when you The Sad you're, Girl songs. Well, besides, you know, having to, you know, lift your spirits after the Sad Girl songs, like- when you know we're when we're building a thing, we encounter challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, we encounter trial and error. Mm-hmm. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced in the process of growing the showcase and growing the music on the move platform in general? And what solutions have you found to them?
1: Getting people to believe as much as I do in what we're doing mm-hmm. And I know nobody's going to believe in it as much as I do. Nobody's ever going to care about your project more than you are. That's just a fact. And if somebody does care about it more than you do, then you need to leave that project. Um, But, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I know.
1: Um, But, yeah, just getting people to care about it as much as I do. And, like, it is something I think about daily.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is, how can I make this better? What else can I do to, like, get more ticket sales out there? How can I get the word out? Mm-hmm. Um, And bless, bless my sweet, wonderful publicist, Amelia. She... <laughs> She has other clients and I don't treat her like she does.
0: <laughs> she has a
1: lot more clients than me. And I like, I text her like maybe every other day being like, hi, <laughs> did, did, did we hear from today in Nashville? Did we hear from good morning Nashville? Did we hear from these people? Did we hear from these people? And she goes, mm-hmm. I promise I will tell you mm-hmm. when they tell, when they contact me. And I'm just like, okay, can I contact them? No, that's not professional. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like, I'm not a patient person. Right. Never have been. Probably never will be. I have patience for other people and behaviors, but when it comes to waiting for something to come Mm -hmm. in, nope, none, absolutely none. Uh, And so that's been a really big challenge is realizing how long it takes to get something like a sponsorship, Mm -hmm. like um, a partnership, like an appearance, anything. Uh, Because the only way you're going to get word out about your showcase is to go out into the world Mm -hmm. and tell people. Yes. And so that's something I realized, you know, after the pandemic, you just kind of like hoped things would stick Mm -hmm. um and everybody was just so excited i didn't really have to do much to get the word out because people wanted to come Mm -hmm. now that we've kind of like hit back to the baseline yeah there's so much happening it's like oh okay i have to be in these people's faces
0: yeah yeah
1: they have no choice but to hear about me Mm -hmm. and it's like trying to convince you know and working with uh probably newer acts to nashville yep they don't understand that you have to tell people on the daily Mm -hmm. that it's happening right and not just like here's my show here's my show here's my show it's like hey have you heard about this show that i'm doing Mm -hmm. and you can like joke about it but like trying to convince people and then them being like oh well you know that's not really how i promote my shows and it's like well that's great this is not your show this is something different Mm -hmm. and you aren't the only one on this bill we all have to work together
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: to make this happen
0: yeah It takes a sense of diligence and especially like the the level of hustle required is now back to pre-pandemic levels.
1: It absolutely is. Because
0: there's everything's happening all at once. More than ever, I think, in Nashville. Because like before the pandemic, you know, I had, you know, a good year or so before the pandemic, you know, between me moving to Nashville and the world shutting down. And like there was a lot going on, Mm -hmm. but it's it's completely blowing it out of the water now, I feel like. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's just because I know Nashville better. But, like, I feel like there are more large-scale events, which therefore can take away from ticket sales for smaller-scale events, you know?
1: Case you, in point, the March Showcase. Mm-hmm.
0: They did that big thing at Bridgestone.
1: Which I was in full support of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, It was the Love Rising yeah. concert. Mm-hmm. And right. it was in support of LGBTQ and trans rights. Mm-hmm. And I'm obviously in a huge support of that. But that is – the people who went to that show are my demographic mm-hmm. for my showcase. And – I would literally see people that told me that they were coming (laughs) post pictures from the show at Bridgestone. And I was just like, (laughs) no, I had it planned for like six months and then they announced two weeks before. And I appreciate that they pulled it together and that they did it. it, It's nothing against it. It was just unfortunate that it it, was the same day. It was like, why, why would you choose a Monday?
0: Yeah. But that just goes to show there's so much competition out there and it can sneak up on you. And so you need to be out there. You need to be diligent. Mm -hmm. You need to be constantly on your hustle. You need to be staying top of mind But because between all the things going on daily in a city like Nashville, plus all the noise on social media Mm -hmm. from everybody just inundating everybody else with content, like how do you stick out? How do you stand out? And so that's a question I ask you.
1: And that's something, how do you stick out? Mm Mm-hmm. I want to first address social media because I, um, first off, I think everybody should be in therapy. So I'm in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's, it's great. I just rant to her for half an hour and she tells me, yeah, you're right. That's, that should be how you feel or mm-hmm. we should probably, uh, just like navigate a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is one thing I've noticed is because everything's so social media based, mm-hmm. um, it's it's taking a toll on my mental health. It's yeah. stressing me out. Mm-hmm. It's like my head hurts all the time. Um, I have to wear blue light glasses whenever I'm working on my phone or on my iPad uh, or on my computer because it's just been so much. Yeah. Um. And and that's also being in your 30s. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I've started to realize it's like okay, I will not get on my phone or scroll or anything before 10 a.m.
0: Ooh. I wish I had that discipline. How's that I
1: started for? it this week. Yeah, <laughs> I've been pretty good because uh, normally my husband and I, we get up, we go to the gym and then like I'll use like Spotify or I'll right. use like my workout apps or whatever. Um, but I won't like read my emails. I won't check my text, anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then when I get home and I actually start working, instead of like when I'm waiting for something to come in or if I don't have anything to do, yeah. instead of sitting there and scrolling, mm-hmm. I'll read. Like I will find, or I'll go for, I'll like walk around for a bit or I'll fill up my water. I'll do something else Mm -hmm. for that time. Mm -hmm. Um, I've only been doing it for a week and I've noticed a difference. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this is what clarity feels like. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But on the other end of that, you do actually have to like stand out in -hmm. social media and you do have to make an effort. But the thing is you don't have to constantly be on social media to stand out on social media. That's correct. Yeah. The, I think the best thing we started doing was a content planner. Mm-hmm. So I know every single day and all it is is and we put it on the blog how to create a content calendar.
0: Mm-hmm. Go check it out now. Go Music check it, it out now. .com. Slash blog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but we know every single day what we're supposed to be posting. And if we don't have the content then we can switch it around. Um, it's just like when you meal plan It's like well I forgot to buy this so I guess I'll do this then And then I'll go to the grocery store And get that And mm-hmm. you know it's it's the same thing Right It's yeah. the same thing And it just takes out The guesswork of what will work What won't work Because mm-hmm. you just pay attention To what you posted mm-hmm. Research and development
0: Yeah mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> It's not Social media should not be hard <laughs>
0: And then, and then you're, and then you're not going on the fly. Like you have a plan, you know, you have that plan well scouted, you know, what's been working for you, you know, what's not been working for you and you make those little adjustments, but you can plan ahead instead of feeling compelled to like, I got to come up with something. I got to come up with an idea. What's everyone else doing? Oh my, everyone else is doing cooler stuff than me. Like you can go down that rabbit hole very easily, you know, and really feel like you're missing out or missing the boat, missing an opportunity on something. And really it just comes down to like, what, do you want to communicate and how effectively are you communicating Mm -hmm. that screw the noise all the other noise from all the other people like you know being in the coaching space now you know I see everybody trying to do their guru thing on social media like if you Mm -hmm. aren't working this hard it's like well I know how toxic that is because that's that was my mindset for a long time and like you know but at the same time it's like well in the back of my mind I'm also like well does that work would that, would that, would that type of delivery get me more, cl- like, you know. Well, you and I even talked about delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like,
1: if you are too much, nobody wants to like be around you. Right. Nobody wants to consume your content mm-hmm. because you're too in their faces. You're right. too intense. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying like you have to back off because if your personality is just you're big and bubbly. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at uh Cheryl Porter, the, the viral TikTok vocal coach. Right. She's not too much. She's just bright and bubbly and happy. Mm -hmm. And she's delivering exactly what she's supposed to. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect balance of having that huge personality Mm -hmm. without just, like, shouting at people.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And without beating the dead horse so much that, you know, and... You, there, you also have to vary the messaging too, you know, mm-hmm. and you you have to give people that variety. So it's not just the same thing over and over and over. We talked about, you know, when I had the Mr. Health and Fitness competition, mm-hmm. every day I had to remind people to vote. And I'm like, I'm running out of ways to remind people to vote, you know? And then you get to the quarterfinals and it really just came down to like, you know, who had the richest friends to buy the warrior votes after a while, which I mean, it was totally cool. We made the quarterfinals, top 0.5%, yay. But like after, like- as much as I would have loved to advance, there was a part of me that was relieved that I didn't have to keep posting about I know, it. I know, I know. I to get back to the business, you know?
1: Once, and that's the thing, after the day after the showcase, I don't want to do anything. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, I just need to relax. I am dead to the world. Because not only did I perform, but I put on everything. And it, it's been this big lead up for months. Um, and again, I love doing what I do. It's just, you need that. Mm-hmm. You need that time to just decompress. Yeah. Um. And I think I've been doing it so much now and being like, hey, the day after, don't talk to me. Right. That people kind of (laughs) understand. And it's not out of anything like malicious. I just, I need a day.
0: Yeah. We Um, we need those days and those moments, you know. And when we're available twenty four seven, and I run into this a lot myself, like, you know, like I've had people text me at 6 a.m. And then I've had people text me at midnight. And I'm like, in either one of those scenarios, you're not getting a response until like i'm back at business it. <laughs> hours yeah like, oh yeah the yeah. do not
1: disturb function on my phone has been the biggest blessing because it starts at 7 p.m mm-hmm. um because i might be teaching until like 7 7 30 whatever um but it doesn't turn back on until 9 a.m yeah and now i'm considering like not turning it back on till 10 a.m mm-hmm. and you can like have it so like if my family texts me or if my husband texts me like that actually comes through but if anybody else texts me yeah i'm not gonna see it till 10 a.m guys
0: right yeah. And and that that's important is you need to be able to create some separation from your work.
1: And if it's that important, call me.
0: hmm Exactly. But if it's just like the little stuff. Yeah. That's something that can wait to the next day, then let it wait to the next day. Yeah. We all need to give each other space.
1: Yeah. You need like the hustle is real. Like mm-hmm. have you need to hustle. You need to but like define your hustle. Find out what you actually need to accomplish instead of like that that giant to-do list of everything you have to do. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. And it's it's almost like debilitating yeah. to see it. And it's like, okay, let's just like spread it out mm-hmm. throughout the week. These are the things I'm going to do today. These are the things I'm going to do tomorrow. This is something that can wait until next week. Um, Like submitting to like newsletters and stuff. I was like, I'm going to knock out everything right now. And then I was like, you are three weeks in advance. No one's going to post it it's not going to do what you want it to do you should two weeks in advance Mm -hmm. or like with the facebook and social media ads yeah Mm -hmm. my money was going to be best spent two weeks beforehand and then rolling out the posters 10 days beforehand Mm -hmm. and just like a timing you don't have to do it all at once there is a lot you can do like email lists i email i do email blasts once a week Mm -hmm. because otherwise people will unsubscribe Mm -hmm. if you do daily yeah or they'll just delete it and never read it. But if you do it once a week, they might open it. Yeah. And we have a pretty good open rate on our emails. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think getting yeah. more deliberate about that and, like, knowing what message to deliver, when to deliver it, mm-hmm. you know, is important, you know. And you don't want to, you know, going back to that point if you don't want to just be shouting at people all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to just be blasting your updates, blasting your content in people's faces. Like, because so much of this, too, I think is, like, meeting people where they are Mm -hmm. you know and giving them something they're going to care about something that's going to resonate with them and you know as artists as musicians as creatives a lot of that has to do with highlighting other creatives sharing updates that have nothing to do with you yeah you know but it's just like hey my friend just released this song check it out my friend just won this award check it out hey my friend just made this cool post check it out like nothing to do with me you know like I'm building community in a sense, and I'm also like bringing those people into my community. So we're all building together, and yeah. we're all supporting each other. You know, when there's something to support, which yeah. is pretty much always, right? And that's
1: why we started New Music Friday because we wanted to bring other people that haven't necessarily been uh, featured on our showcases into the community. Mm-hmm. Um, just so they know about it. And like creating content that's not just like your cut and paste, like I'm mm-hmm. copying this trend from the like yeah. it is fun to see some people copy trends. like the the physical ones, I think are really funny mm-hmm. or people try to do like these acrobatic things and they're not an acrobat at all. Yep. um <laughs> you'll not see me trying those things. um, but like creating content that's interesting for people to see, like uh, with the what's in my cup mm-hmm. series that we yeah. did, we're we're basically doing. We basically did what you and I are doing right now where I interview them, but I ask them different questions. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also talk about our favorite cocktails or our favorite drink and stuff like that. And um, we were going to do something else, but unfortunately, the person we were going to collaborate with got sick. Mm. So hopefully we get to do something with her later. Yeah. Um, Because she has a really cool blog that I would love to how people know about. um
0: Yeah. But finding ways to make it interesting. Yeah. But yeah.
1: finding ways to make your content interesting, but also delivering the message of come to our showcase, October 10th at third and Lindsley tickets are available at third and mm-hmm.
0: And it's a great lineup with an all female performing mm-hmm. lineup as well as all female pop-up vendors.
1: Yeah. And right now uh, we've got Amber Sweeney, who's very like R and B uh, soul, but like with a little bit of pop in it uh, we've got, kaylee fetterman who is fully pop and she's her songs are super fun and happy mm-hmm. sounding but the lyrical content is actually quite sad <laughs> 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 it's funny uh and then we have lunchbox rachel who's a rock star um uh, and then we have sarah mori who's a country singer mm-hmm. and you get to go like get to know them on our youtube page on the what's my cup interviews what's in my cup interviews and um I even do an interview and you get to meet Kate, my assistant mm-hmm. and head of content creation, because I don't like doing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Delegation. Very yeah, important.
1: exactly. Exactly. Um, but it was really fun to do those because I got to know the artists on a personal level, on a different level, rather than just being like, all right, I'll get to know you at rehearsal. Yeah. When I don't really get to talk to them at all.
0: Right. Yeah, because at that point, you're in rehearsal mode. You're in business mode. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, it's on. Like, And I,
1: I do go to rehearsal mm-hmm. um, for everybody just to make sure everything's sounding good because sometimes you need somebody who's not actually playing it to be it's, – it's a musical director position. Right, yeah. Um, which we're going to talk about on Monday with Amber Sweeney, who who did uh, a, my bleh, 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 Music Minute Monday for us about being a musical director because that's what she does. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. All right, so uh, that – as of premiere day, just released this past Monday, October yeah. 2nd, on the Music on the Move blog at
1: Slash blog.
0: There we go. <laughs> you know, you want to know what's in my cup? Liquid Death, murder your thirst.
1: I have coffee and water. I'm not that exciting.
0: I'm fighting for that sponsorship right now.
1: I support it. Yeah. yeah. I support it. It's good stuff. It is know? good stuff. It we are sp- sponsored by uh, Irresistible Force Publicity, my publicist, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well as Cozy Earth, the linens and athleisure company they also just launched some skincare they're on oprah's favorite things list every single year for the last five years they have uh these incredible like they have bamboo linens Mm -hmm. linens made out of bamboo which apparently is incredibly soft i haven't gotten to experience it yet but but you will very excited yeah very excited yeah good friends (laughs) of the
0: show cozy earth and irresistible force publicity yes and oprah and oprah (laughs) And Liquid Death. (laughs) And Liquid Death. Mm
1: -hmm. Oprah and Liquid Death. Give us a call. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan.
0: (laughs) So looking toward the future, not only for the showcase, not only for Music on the Move, but for Aaron McClendon, Mm -hmm. what's on the horizon after October 10th?
1: I have a song coming out October 20th.
0: Look at that.
1: I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this song because it's completely different from anything I've ever done. Um, Just the production of it, because I produced it with my friend, Jared Anderson, who I wrote it with. And we wrote this song like six years ago. That's the thing I've been digging through. I have written a lot of songs, a lot of songs, because I used to just like treat writing sessions like meetings. I'd have at least two a week. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been digging through my catalog just being like, well, what needs to see the light of day? Mm -hmm. Um, And what can I like pull from for a new song? And I came across this one and I wrote it with Jared Anderson and Lexi Larson, who's uh, now out in Nebraska. But it's about being like in the breakup, not before the breakup, not after the breakup, in the breakup, Mm. fully in it. And because there's a transition period, because with like, you know, when you're in high school, you break up and that's it. Yeah. When you're an adult, you might live with this person or you might have like, you might have left some stuff at their place right. or like it, 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 your lives become intertwined mm-hmm. when you're an adult and you're dating somebody. And so this is about the halfway point. And this is, it, the song is called Only Halfway Gone. And it's the chorus is there's a half empty bedroom with half painted walls and half of your boxes are still in the hall. And um, and I just can't move on. Full disclosure, this song is not about me. <laughs> this is not about my husband <laughs> we're fine I have released a lot of breakup songs recently
0: mm-hmm.
1: but they're all songs I wrote a long time ago or about somebody else
0: right yeah
1: and I think I don't know if it was Jared going through a breakup or Lexi going through a breakup or we're we just reminiscing about breaking up with somebody mm-hmm. but that's kind of how the song was born it's just like that halfway point of just like there's stuff still at my house damn it <laughs> or yeah. like you find something you're just like you go through all those emotions again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it can hit you like, you know, you know, a little while after too. Yeah. I remember when I was moving from Pennsylvania to here, like I had that happen where like, you know, cleaning out drawers. It's like, Oh, this was hers. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like it's, a year or so later. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not yeah. yeah, like, I'm I'm happily married, but, like, I'll still be, like, digging through stuff, and I'll find, like, a letter from an old boyfriend. And I'm like, why do I have this? <laughs> <laughs> but you read, and you're like, damn, I remember how I felt.
0: hmm Yeah. That
1: sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so glad I'm better for it.
0: Yeah. Um, but you're able to pull from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the thing about being a songwriter. You have to, like, go back into that mentality that you were in. But you can write from a different perspective. Right. Like, you can write as though you're still in it, or you can write because you're out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but only halfway gone comes out October 20th, everywhere you stream anything. And I'm super excited. I hope you guys really like it.
0: So, all right, make sure you check it out October 20th. And as far as the future of the showcase after October 10th, what are your big plans, goals, dreams? Of course you mentioned wanting to one day put on a festival,
1: a big old festival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been going back and forth about doing twice a year Mm -hmm. versus once a year. Um, It's just one of those things where, like I was telling you and Kate and Katie, like when this was, when I was trying to pull it out, I think it was 2021, four times in the year, just so many things kept happening Mm -hmm. and kept going wrong. And it just took a huge toll on my mental health. And a lot of people have been talking about mental health lately, but I don't think we talk about it enough. So I'm just going to keep talking about it. It just like it was so stressful. I was like, we're going to do it twice a year. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, maybe we just do it once a year. We always do it in October. Cause that's my birthday month. Uh-huh. Um, but it's also like October is a really great time to be in Nashville because of the weather, because of the music that comes out. Everybody releases new music in the fall. People mm-hmm. release albums in the fall. So it's just a really great opportunity, um, to have a show. Right. Because you're kind of in the, be- in the between of like festival season and then big concert tour season. Yeah. So, uh i'm not sure is the answer all right we will see how this goes
0: stay tuned yeah
1: yeah that's the honest answer i don't know yet
0: all
1: right i want it to keep growing yeah i want music on the move to keep growing mm-hmm. i want this uh the studio to keep growing and paradox jukebox is going to come back mm-hmm. in february so i want that to keep growing
0: just growth all around hmm <laughs> Bigger and bigger and better and better things yes. on the horizon always. Aaron McClennan joining us for the record breaking fourth time as a guest on the Quinn Spin. Before thanks for having we me. yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming back so many times, and I'm sure <laughs> we'll do this again.
1: Clearly, I like talking. So
0: yeah, yeah and you'll be able to add to your record the next time. You know,
1: perfect. Uh,
0: assuming that Lord or Foundation Mecca don't come tie the record. Oh no, because then you'll have to break the record again.
1: Oh no, well, mm-hmm.
0: it's on. See. That's that's
1: basically what your next season is going to be. It's just all of us Mm. trying to fight each other for that spot. The gauntlet
0: has been laid down. (laughs) (laughs) Before we wrap up, where can people learn more about you online?
1: Uh, They can learn more about me at Aaron McClendon on Instagram at Aaron McClendon Music. Everywhere else, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all that, AaronMcClendon.com. And McClendon is spelled M-C-L-E-N-D-O-N. And then Music on the Move Studios is just at Music on the Move Studios on Instagram, TikTok. We used to have a Twitter. I don't really use Twitter anymore, or X, X as it were. It's still so weird to me. It, it is. trips me up. I don't it, like it. Yeah. Um, threads, all all the social media. You can go to musiconthemovestudios.com to check out our blog, to check out our music studio, to check out showcase, it, everything, the blog, all the things. Mm-hmm. So.
0: All right. And this has been the Quinn Spin, Two Ends and Quinn, Two Ends and Spin. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. Also on Instagram at Quinn spin official Again, two ends and Quin two ends and spin. Facebook's been kicking up as far as engagement, too. So go find us there as well. The Quinn Spin, spelled the same way as all the other places. ECM Collective. Almost said Underground Music Collective again. Caught myself again. I have to catch myself. You can find <laughs> that, of course, at nowecmcollective.com. We changed that over on Monday as well as on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. X. I, see, I messed it up. LinkedIn, YouTube, and of course, just anywhere and everywhere you can engage with us, tap in. We've got a great community building. Join us. Please Join do. Join us. It's fantastic already. So many great conversations happening, including our first virtual coffee chat this Sunday, October 8th, which you got to be a member to be a part of. Exciting. <laughs> Revel Nine's all I've become. Going to take us out. Just like it brought us in, grab some muffins on your way out and enjoy a tall, frosty can of liquid death. Cheers, y'all. Murder your thirst.